0: in a certain area that in a way produces a story on its own even without you know building it on purpose but yeah most of the time i just freeze moments in time and um, i guess that over time there is a long and you know intricate story that you could decipher from all the images but I did not write that story, I think it emerges on its own. This photography podcast is brought to you by Frames, quarterly printed photography magazine. Here is your today's host, W. Scott Olsen, with another fascinating conversation.
1: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast from Frames Magazine. My name is Scott Olson, and today we are taking a dive into the really cool. We are going to talk about publishing. We're going to talk about street work and landscape work, and we're going to talk about some abstract stuff. And we're going to one of my favorite places in the planet to talk to people – Italy. We're talking with Dario Solera. Dario is a photographer near Milan, and, he, and the first thing on his website, he says, I take photos as I explore the world with my lovely wife, Valet. Dario, did I even pronounce that right? Did I get it? It's Valentina, you said?
0: Yeah, that's correct.
1: <laughs> how, are you, how are you doing this morning? How's life over in Italy?
0: Uh, I'm doing great. It's uh, almost night here, actually. But today was a very nice day, and I'm very, very happy to be here with you today.
1: Well, I I am happy that you are on the podcast, because, man, you've got some absolutely stellar work out there. And I want to, you know, begin at the beginning. Tell me how the camera, you say on your website that you didn't seriously start taking photographs until 2016. I would imagine there was a camera in your hand before that, though. Was there? Or how did photography come into your life?
0: Well, I got, I think I got my first camera when I was a kid. It was, of course, a, a film camera, one of those point and shoot things with absolutely no controls whatsoever. <laughs> and most of the pictures were, well, gar- garbage. <laughs> and I, I think I, I got really interested in photography when I got my first digital camera because, you know, film was expensive, developing was expensive. So digital photography changed that, at least for me. And the first camera that I got was a Sony point-and-shoot, again, with those um, memory stick (laughs) cards. And it was very fun because I could experiment But that was maybe around uh, 2000, I guess, the very first 2000 years. And that was very interesting because, as I said, I I could experiment, take photos, delete them without the fear of uh, wasting film. And that uh, got me very interested in photography. And then came smartphones, which (laughs) in a way, (laughs) yeah in a way deleted all interested in uh, interesting uh, you know cameras physical cameras until until i discovered uh, i got a bridge camera i guess they called them they're actually mirrorless cameras with, with a fixed lens so you cannot change the lens and that was very very nice because it, it had a very good image quality as well as optical qualities and i started experiment ag- again
1: Okay. What, what is it that brought you to photography, though, instead of cooking or sports or something like that? What, you know, what, what is it about the image that that was calling to your heart?
0: I think that I like photographing things because I have the impression that I'm the only one seeing that thing in that moment. So it's the idea that I, I can spot something that no one else can. And, you know, little details, moments expressions we are all surrounded by interesting interesting things you know and often we don't have the time to just stop and look around and take all that stuff in and this is very special because photography allows us to you know grab all these details and fix them in time
1: I'm looking at your portfolios here. And of course, the street photography is the first thing I look at. That's very close to my own heart. And and you've been a lot of places, man. You know, I'm looking at Milan, London, Lisbon, Lyon, Edinburgh, Porto, oh, Madrid, Siena, Turin. I mean, you've got just about all of Europe down here. Tell me about street photography. What what does that mean to you?
0: I think that the my my first interest... In street photography came right after the lockdowns in two thousand twenty, when we, you know, we could we could not go out in the city in our own city, at least in Italy. There was this, you know, this lockdown that prevented us to even go out of of our homes, unless we absolutely needed to. So when when they let us go out i grabbed my camera and then started photographing a city that was mostly empty a bit of a a ghost town i guess there were a a few people around maybe some delivery people whizzing past in the in their bikes and it all started there and in it all started in milan my my own my, my hometown so it was very special because I I have I had never seen Milan like that before, and I guess the meaning is there. So document my my daily experience in my hometown, and then by extension, my um, my experience in other inhabited places. I guess <laughs> it, it is it is special because. A city is always changing, you know, it it never looks the same. Even if you go to the same place all the time, it's always different. The light is different. The people is different and so on so it is very very interesting
1: when you go out are you are you looking for something specific because I'm, I'm looking at your portfolios here and there's not a lot of people in them but you have a real good eye and, and a storytelling eye for color um i mean the color seems to be one of the defining features of your street work is that what you're looking for are you looking for light you know light and shadow lines you know t- tell me what, what is your voice what, what, what are you trying to capture?
0: certainly light contrast and colors are the things that i look for people are there to complement the scene you know add uh, that little touch of life but what i lo- really looking for is something that catches my eyes in terms of colors composition um, shadows especially shadows i i really love shadows i think that the this kind of you know research for these elements has evolved on its own. I didn't, I didn't plan any of it. So yeah, the, I, I searched for those elements, yes.
1: Okay, I mean, a lot of people go out to do street work and they're looking for people, they're, they're looking for the human element. Some people go out and they're doing architecture. Um, and you, you're going out and you've just got some absolutely wonderful uh, color images here. Tell me, tell me about one or two of them. Again, I'm looking at your portfolio here, and you. Well, ask, let me ask you about the one that's that's sticking out because it's different. You've in this whole portfolio, you've got one black and white image, um, of, of the car. Why did that one wind up in black and white? Why, why isn't that one color?
0: I think that it's an image that works well in black and white because it gets simplified in a way. There are a lot of details in that image, so. It works well without the color in that case. So with with only shape, form, and shadows, basically light and shadows. So I think it works very well.
1: Okay, tell tell me about these two. The, the early on in the portfolio, mostly red shots. One is a young woman crossing a street in front of a store or something called Surplus. The other one right next to it is just a man under some kind of sign. I can't. I don't read Italian, so I can't tell you what it says. But I mean, red is is, is the dominant color here. Is is this what you saw, or is this a lot of post processing
0: here? There is a little of post processing, of course, but the scenes that you, you see in my photos are true to life. I mean, um, I don't. I don't want to change the feeling that the image gives to the viewer. So. The, It is actually true. I I mean, in this case, the the woman working in front of a surplus uh, shop, it it has a bit of post-processing. I, of course, enhanced the red channel a little bit and added a little of um, uh, vignetting, and that was it. Maybe a little bit of of cropping out, um, distracting elements, but that's it.
1: Tell me about a normal walk for you. When, when you go out shooting, you know, is, do you just have your camera and you shoot when something appears or do you intentionally go out and say, I'm working now?
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think, I don't like to think about photography as work, at least for now. So it's, most of my shots are just, mm, they just happen. I, I just look around and find something interesting. And of course, what, what you you don't see in my portfolio is the thousands of other shots that don't make it to the portfolio. Of course, this happen, happens for everybody, I guess. So,
1: um, man, you, you got to be—that's that, that, the dark secret of photography. We all take nothing but perfect shots, you know that
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, the primary goal is to have a nice walk with my wife. Most of the time, we just we just w- walk after work because we. We both have you know day jobs that we we work all day, and then we just want to you know have a walk downtown and maybe stop for for something to eat and to you know chill after the day. and these pictures are, just happen of course now the the season is uh, changing, so there is uh, much less light uh, after work at least. So you're going to see more night pictures. And uh, w- while during the summer, you you will see more day daylight pictures.
1: You know, I, I, I'm I'm admiring going for a walk with your wife because so many of us, you know, when we've got our cameras with us, we are annoying to other people. You know, we stop every five feet. We 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 you know. Turn, turn, you know, turn down odd corners, and and they looked at us like, "What in the world are you doing?" But so, but sometimes you know we, we get a good partner. Does she help see things when, when you're walking around, or is she just patient because you're taking pictures?
0: Well, she is patient, <laughs> of course. But I'm not very. I think to be you know moderate <laughs> with my with my stops, also because you if you stop in a city, you get you know, you start getting some looks from people. Basically, you start getting noticed. So you you just cannot stop for an hour in a place, in one spot, and, and stay there for the time for all the time. So I, uh, <laughs> I keep walking. We just stop. Maybe we look at uh, you know shops. And it's it's very normal. It's very balanced. I would say.
1: Okay. Oh, man. Well, well I, I envy you that. That, that. That's a great balance to find. Tell me about the landscape work. What, because, I mean, you know, street and landscape could be seen as two ends of a spectrum. And yet, you know, you've got a really solid portfolio of landscape stuff out there. Again, just stuff you happen upon or, or tell me what you're doing.
0: Well, landscape. Yeah, it's a different story because we I, I personally tend to plan, you know, trips to interesting places. For example, hikes up a mountain or, you know, walks along the sea and so on. And in those cases, because they are usually far from home, so we cannot go there very often or, or at all, apart from the first, the only time we are going there. So I I plan to visit some, some spots that I think are interesting. And uh, always with my my with my wife or friends in this case, because we, we sometimes plan hikes with a few friends that are also interested in uh, discovering the nature, basically. And, uh, yeah, so they are more planned, but I think that my best shots are just, they, they just happen. There is a certain amount of um, dedication, of course, and they're willing to spend maybe 10 minutes on, on one specific spot. But I think they they are not really planned as um, maybe others do. so okay, i I don't say I want to go there and spend the day on this specific hill to see what happens at uh, for example at uh, at sunset. They are more <laughs> lucky accidents, I guess. And for example, you you can see on my portfolio the image with the sun shining through rows of trees. The title is Right Through.
1: Yep, Loma Lina.
0: Yeah, exactly. That is a place that I drive past many times because it's, you know, between places that we happen to visit uh, frequently. And one, one evening, there was this lovely light. So I stopped the car and, and grabbed the photo because I had my camera with me. And it was purely accidental was not planned
1: but th- this is the same for I mean it's a beautiful shot of, the, of this amber golden light coming through a, a grove of trees but isn't this the same shot that's in your blog under before and after that okay so t- tell me the story there
0: yeah it's uh, it's a sad story unfortunately because this this is a plantation uh, it's a poplar tree, tree plantation. These trees are used to make paper basically and uh, some kind of um, plywood I guess mostly paper so there are many of these plantations in this area of italy and uh, we've had a very very strong storm a few weeks ago maybe six weeks ago more or less and you you can see along along the street all these trees to the ground and they are all uh they have all fallen in the same direction and it's heartbreaking because yeah it's a plantation so the, the trees will be harvested and planted again i guess but it's the amount of destruction is heartbreaking really it,
1: it is. But, you know, to look at the three pictures here, you, you, you've you got the one from your portfolio, you've got the other one that shows the rows with the irrigation between them. Um, and then, then you've got the um, devastation of the storms, um, which is, as, as you said, heartbreaking. But It brings up the notion, I mean, because you put it in the blog, you put it in as a series, it brings up the notion of storytelling, of narrative. Do do you consider yourself, you know, more towards the the eye eye of, I'm I'm just preserving what I'm looking at? Or do you see yourself more as a storyteller, that there's a narrative that you want people to get engaged with?
0: Wow, that's a hard question. (laughs) 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 I, I can say that sometimes I really try to tell a story. With purpose, with intent, I, I actively search for a story to tell when I take pictures. But most of the times, I think that I shoot what I what picks my eye, what uh, you know interests me in that moment. Of course, when shooting in in a certain area that, in a way, produces a story on its own, even without, you know, building it. On purpose, but yeah, m- most of the time I just freeze moments in time, and um, I guess that over time there is a long and you know intricate story that you could decipher from all the images. But I, I did not write that story. It I think it emerges on its own.
1: Let's take just a quick break. We hope very much that you are enjoying today's episode. The very fact that you are listening to this podcast suggests that photography means a lot to you. And if that's the case, you might wanna have a look at Frames, quarterly printed photography magazine. We truly believe that excellent photography belongs on paper. Visit readframes.com to find out more about our publication. And now back to today's conversation. You know, I'm looking at your blog, and there, there is just some really cool stuff here. And I mean, you, you've got several entries you know we're going to talk about the zine in, in just a minute but you got the book before and after we were just talking about you've got connecting to the real world you know seeking validation in the social media era and actually let's talk about one of my favorites here you see you've got a, a blog entry called street photography in a small town so let me let me ask you two questions number one why did you, why did you start a blog and and then why did you take on, you know, this is everybody's, you know, many people's favorite topic. You know, how do I photograph a small town when it doesn't have all the theatrics and the architecture of Paris or London or Rome? Why a blog? And, and tell me about this one, intri- this one entry.
0: Well, why a blog, especially in 2023, I guess. Um, well, I like writing. That's, uh, you know, I used to write novels, sci-fi novels and but that, that was
1: we we should tell everyone you you can read some of your fiction on, online it's actually very good
0: <laughs> thank you but that was uh, you know a previous life in a way <laughs> it's still there but um so because i'm not writing that much anymore i i still like to write uh, you know blog posts and the idea is that i can write as much as i want without you know constraints from social media platforms and I think that um, I can also build some kind of knowledge base, maybe about my work. So that's the idea behind the blog, and uh, you know, the notion that you can write an essay, basically about a topic, is very important in this era. In this era, because social media is fast, short, and with very little attention span. So I try to go against that in a way.
1: Well, no, another one of your entries here is seeking validation. It's a brilliant little piece because you start off saying, you know, you seek validation as do I, as, as do all the rest of us. And you're not a great fan of Facebook and Instagram and all this stuff. And you make a lovely point here. You say likes are not real people. You know, you say likes live and die in a matter of minutes and, and your, your website is your main social media uh, expression. Okay, so g- give me the argument. Why give up on Facebook and Instagram? Why not count likes?
0: <laughs> well, um, I used to be on Instagram for for example and Facebook white back and I I I I found myself caught in 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 the you know, in the tornado of likes and seeking validation. <laughs> and why 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 am I am I not getting likes on this on this fantastic photo? So I, I decided that I didn't want to spend my time like that. I, I prefer to you know go out and take photos that no one will ever see instead of spending hours on social media striving for likes, striving for followers and so on and because you know experiences are I think at least that are more important than the time spent on device on electronic devices I, I I get that a camera is actually an electronic device but um it produces memories stronger than sometimes stronger than real life
1: you know I'm looking at here and, and I'm you, you know, th- th- this is brilliant stuff here. Um, you say that, you know, the, the truth is in the print. The truth is, is in the thing on paper, which is at the heart of the Frames Magazine mission, of course. And, and you've got, as you say, you know, A4 frames hanging on your walls and, and wonderful prints within them. But th- it's, it's this gets back for you to the question of why we're seeking validation. Say more about that.
0: Yeah. Um, for example, I have, I, today I hung a picture of the moon it was um, a very you, the the quality of the picture itself is not excellent but i remember very well when i took that picture and who i was with and you know the the feelings that i had in that moment it was very warm it was a very very warm night this this past summer and having this picture on the wall that I can look at um, every day, basically, makes me feel good. So that's my validation. I, I see the picture on the wall, or even on, on my website, because I, I physically cannot print every photo <laughs> that I that I take, of course. And the validation is that um, seeing that my wife likes that picture is also a great validation. Seeing that friends that come home to visit us and, you know, look at the pictures on the wall. I "Ah, mm, that's it, interesting. Where were you there? So stories happen and unfold from a picture on the wall, way more than a picture on on a screen, basically. That's the point, I I think.
1: It's so, so the, the 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 validation is in a, a relationship with another human who has seen your work.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
1: Versus some mysterious thing out there in in the social world.
0: Yeah, and keep in mind that I, w- I work in the IT field, so <laughs> it's it's some kind of <laughs> some kind of you know um, a way of breaking free from from my day job. Maybe <laughs> I don't know.
1: Let's go back to the one I asked you about a little bit earlier, though, because it's one of my favorites is your blog post on street photography in a small town. And, you know, you've got a couple hundred words about why, but it's a beautiful set of portfolios from all sorts of little cities. What is it about small town street photography that appeals to you?
0: Well, it's interesting because most of us would not even try to take photos in small places, you know villages basically so with very few uh, with few hundred people living there not interesting architecture maybe just a few you know historical buildings but that's it basically and it's interesting because you can do it and as long as there is a sense of life I guess in these images it works and of course, light, shadows, colors—these elements all remain valid um, in, in, in what I search for, at least. And maybe even small places allow for searching for stories in a way, because a large city is uh, distracting. You know, noisy. Um, there is a lot of people going in all directions all the time, while a small place has a more authentic feeling, I guess, to it.
1: Okay, well, I, I like the idea of more authentic. One, one of your pictures that, that you know comes up early when you start searching your name and looking at your website is the one that's called A Walk and Disappear from Luca in, in Tuscany. Tell me the story of that picture. It's, it's a beautiful picture, but t- tell me the story of it.
0: Well, <laughs> it's a bit fun, actually, because um, I was with my family, with my extended family, let's say, in Tuscany, in Luca, more precisely. And uh, there was a street market with um, um, antiques and used uh, you know, items. And there were a few members of my family that were looking at um, items to buy or some clothes, I guess. And uh, so I was a bit bored. And I remember that I almost hid behind the corner to um, wait and see if someone could you know, pass, pass through this um, gate between light and shadow, which was very very sharp, very, very um, contrasting. So I waited there for maybe 15 minutes, like that, and I got a few shots, and this one was, um, you know, very interesting because um, you can see there are people, you can see there are women, and you cannot see their faces. So they are walking away from us. And basically, they're actually disappearing into into shadows. So it's it's uh, it's a cool image, and it was very cool to see it in real life, actually.
1: Okay, but th- th- there is a street photo that you set up and waited for, versus just the serendipitous, oh my, let me get the iPhone or the camera out quick.
0: Yeah, because I, I had time to, you know, um, to waste in a way. <laughs> so.
1: Well, I mean, you know, everybody knows, you know, there's two ways to do street photography, walk around or sit still, you're you're, going to find it. You know, Dario, one of the things I find really cool about your output, and and I know a lot of people are interested in, is the notion of publishing a zine, of of, of publishing a small portfolio um, of your own. You've got two of them out there. I'll let you describe them. You know, first, you know, tell me about the first one, why you did it, what you were thinking of, um, its reaction, and then moving on what you learned into the second one.
0: Mm, Well, the the idea is to document life in my hometown, Milan, in Italy. So when I started producing a lot of images and I thought that maybe a few of them were, you know, good enough to be published. So I tried and I put together a digital edition for uh, uh, 2022, actually. And it's called uh, Drops of Life. 2022, and um, it has 50 images of my hometown. And the idea is that, well, of course, they are interesting, I think, at least uh, to, to look at. But the main idea is to, you know, give purpose and give some kind of sense of completion to my work. And, you know, because I take so many photos in Milan, I, I wanted to have a purpose. So making this zine was uh, a try. Was well, you know I was trying to um, set myself uh, up for a goal, you know, to reach, to accomplish. And I think that result, the result was um, interesting. So I decided to make another one for this year, for 2023. And I believe that this is uh, a little better because, you know, we all grow over time. And uh, I made it available as a print-on-demand, you know, Zane.
1: You said something that I'm going to just go right back to because I don't want to lose it. You said you did this to get a sense of completion, which strikes me as something... We haven't talked about enough, probably, but is is that what we're looking for? You know, in you know gallery shows, in books, and you know maybe even in social media, we, we send our we take our pictures, we send them out there. Do we do we need that final curtain to come down and say, yeah, it's in this book or it's on that wall?
0: As humans, I think that we do, yes, because y- you can see these as a project, as a yearly project. So having the idea that you. Okay, I'm working to, you know, make this this year zine. is a good way to keep going, to keep improving, and to, in a way, find the time to, to do it. So it's a soft goal, let's say, and it's important. At least for me, it is very important. I I really I, I'm really glad that I decided to do it. And in general, I think that we all should have some kind of goals in life, at least. For the important aspects, I guess, photography requires some kind of um, progression for all of us, or, or, or all of us photographers. And going out randomly and taking photos, yes, it's cool. You you get good photos probably. And but for me at least, I need a goal, and I think that many of us would benefit from having goals of this kind. Of you know, making building a body of work with some coherence with some shared characteristics and improve it over time a single picture is good but you know a a set of pictures that are connected together with common um subjects or you know stories is is a very good way to progress
1: tell me what you learned between you know um 2022 and 2023, uh, in terms of design, in terms of curating your own collection? You know, what did you do in volume two that you learned from volume one?
0: Well, the first thing that I learned is to shoot less. (laughs) A bit counterintuitive, but yeah, I shoot less because I know what I want. So, um, you know, I I don't just snap. I I don't just press the, the shutter button randomly i just i look for things that i'm interested with so we could say that i should with more intent and this produces less images that are hopefully better and also i learned to discard more pictures when uh, you know when i review them when getting back home so the the very first editing tool is the delete button, I guess. Because if we are more you know, selective and critic, maybe, with our own work, we, we can improve our, the qualities of our photography and get better images. While if we are more complacent, I guess we could say, we, we end up staying in the, same, in the same place all the time.
1: What about technical things like design or, you know, order of images?
0: Hmm. Yeah, this year I decided to organize the images, sequence the images as a day followed by a night because it's an interesting way to mimic the, the way that people experience the city. So they go out in the morning and, uh, when, when, there's, when there is um, sunlight or <laughs> anyway, there is light and uh, they go back home when there is dark. So it was an interesting analogy, I think, to incorporating this year's zine. Also, I tried to pair the images on, uh, uh, on the pages so they could you know, resonate a bit with each other. So they, you know, they, they could be uh, connected, and the viewer could um, feel this connection in the images, even if they were shot in uh, different places or uh, at different times.
1: Man, you keep you keep you keep coming back to this storytelling idea which I absolutely love are are you
0: happy with the zines? I'm happy for the accomplishment of having made a zine but um, I think that I can do better so next year is there a
1: third one coming up yeah of
0: course next year it's becoming a tradition <laughs> I guess.
1: very good very good. <laughs> Now you know it's print on demand. So are you are you involved with distribution at all? Are you trying to get in, in bookstores or tour, tourist venues?
0: Well, that's a bit hard, I guess, at least for now. So it's printed on demand, and for now, is, it's available on my website. I, I I'm not involved in distribution because you know shipping, printing, shipping, and it's it's a mess, <laughs> basically. So I let others do it because they are better and uh quicker and cheaper you know than shipping uh, every single copy from my own from my home that would be a nightmare
1: well i I mean i gotta tell you you know looking at your work here i am impressed and i love this idea of of stepping away from the craziness of social media and saying no my, my sense of validation my sense of completion is to have somebody talk to me about seeing my images and if it's not a hundred thousand likes of something, you know, spect- you know, a spectacle of some sort, that's just fine. I, I And it and it is profoundly interesting, profoundly wonderful work. Uh, Dario, thank you very much. This has been really interesting. Everybody, you got to go check out these zines. You got to check out the galleries. There's all sorts of stuff in there that we haven't talked about. Uh, some black and white stuff, some intentional camera movement. Dario's just, he, he's Got his uh, shutter release pointed in just about every possible way, and I am impressed. Thank you, sir. This has been a pleasure.
0: Thank you for having me, Scott. Really, thank you.
1: Frames. Because excellent photography belongs on paper. Visit us at www.readframes.com.